Sawyer, and welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast. Here, we discuss just about everything that comes into play when you're a Christian homeschooling family. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and on today's podcast, I'm joined by Julie Polanco of Julie Naturally. Julie and I discuss how a few little questions can help you and your children start to approach your days in a much more effective and impactful way as you redeem the time through better planning and setting of goals. I am so glad you're here. So let's dive right in. Welcome back, everybody. I am really excited to welcome Julie Polanco to the program today. She is going to be talking a little bit about setting goals for children, but Julie is coming at it from maybe even a different starting point than some of you as she is an unschooler and will really be addressing what unschooling is and and how it looks in our family. So Julie, welcome to the Homeschooling Families podcast. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your background? maybe where we can find you online before we dive into our content today. Sure. Um, I am a veteran homeschooling mom of four. I've been homeschooling. This is starting my 19th year. We are Christian unschoolers. We were not always Christian unschoolers. I talk a lot about my journey and what it has looked like in our family in my book, God Schooling, How God Intended Children to Learn, um, Mm -hmm. which is available everywhere. And you can find out more about me on um, julienaturally.com, where I have a lot of resources and things with regards to that. And the way that I define Christian unschooling is uh, a little, it's a little different than the typical term of unschooling because unschooling generally means that it's child directed, that it is the children learn what they want, how they want, when they want. And that can be kind of scary for people. And just letting a child go free to learn whatever it, it can be, a little bit contrary to a Christian walk and a Christian family, because in my family, we don't just let them do whatever they want. Um, There are certain kinds of topics and things that are things we talk about as a family or that are completely off limits. And we do set rules about screen time and, you know, helping around the house with chores and things like that. So it's, it's a little different than maybe what uh, is commonly talked about. And also from a Christian perspective, we really lean on God's direction in what his intentions are for that child. We look at their giftings, their natural talents, and, um, and we also respect God's developmental timeline for the child, but still keeping in mind, God of course wants the child to read, to calculate, to be able to be a successful adult and to know him. So all of those things are incorporated as part of their education. I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, we do give special attention to the child's, to to what God has put in that child because he knows what he wants them to become. He knows his plans for them. And so we pay special attention to what, 
to their passions and their natural interests. Yeah, I just did a podcast a couple of weeks ago with a lady, and we talked about kind of the natural bend of our children and really getting to know your children and how how really important that is for helping to not only parent them, but like you were talking about, really be able to design their education based on those things and and instill a love of learning and a love of, of, of well, I all things academic as well, just because you're you're more inclined to to direct towards that child in per, in particular, which is really truly a a great thing about unschooling and and about any form of education where you're knowing your child so well. Yes, absolutely, and that often means that what one child's program looks like is very different from another one. And that's one of the things that we just really love about homeschooling is how you can really individualize and teach um, and facilitate and uh, really dig deep into who that child is and how God made them and form their, their path, help them in their path so that it really is specific to them. And that just is not possible any other way other than homeschooling, really. Um, and we just, we love that. And I'm sure that's the best part that all, all homeschoolers love, um, is just being able to be with our children and know them to that degree that we can, um, that we can partner with God in, in that. And it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, definitely the the depth of knowledge, the depth of relationship that we're able to have with our children is is just a huge privilege of being a homeschool parent. So all the work, all the time invested, all the discipleship that we're doing, it really pays off so much uh, through the depth of relationship that we have. But as we were talking earlier, we were really um, kind of looking at the idea, Julie, of just the importance of of goals and not letting our children, whether they're unschooled or traditional school, because this isn't exclusive to unschooled. All homeschoolers, I think, struggle a little bit with setting goals for their children. But why is it so important for, for our children to actually have goals in place, both that we're setting for them and that they set for themselves? Well, as we as you had mentioned, the lifelong learning, our, the ultimate goal is to have the goal of lifelong learning and knowing how to learn and knowing how to make things happen in their lives. It's so important because it's, it's an essential life skill for success in all areas of life, whether it be spiritual development, whether it be advancement in a job and uh, or career path, whether it be in relationships uh, or in health, in all areas of life, it things don't really happen or move forward if we don't have goals. They just remain dreams if we don't put them into action by actually setting goals and making a plan. In an on-school family, that often is a, a struggle. And as you said, it's, it, the one of the biggest things that people talk about in homeschooling circles is being organized and having record keeping and um, having a plan. And, and that, that is a struggle overall. But learning this of essential life skill can be 
can begin with young children from about probably about age six or seven. We can start to instill a habit of goal setting with them to help them progress through their childhood and into adulthood with a solid understanding of what that is and how to do it. So it becomes second nature and it's not such a struggle. And think about us as adults, how much, okay, this is what I want to do and how am I going to do it? And am I going to have the energy and the, the conviction and the dedication to make it happen? And I know for myself, I really would have benefited from having a little bit more direction in that as a younger person and so having to try and figure it out as an adult. So we can do that with young children and go up from there. So Julie, what does it look like then as you've studied, as you've worked through this in your years of experience as a homeschool mom, what does what does it look like kind of step by step to start instilling these this goal setting priority in your children? Well, first, uh, I think it helps to understand the difference between something that's kind of a dream and something that is that you can take action on. So, you know, we we may talk about, well, I want to go on vacation to Disneyland. And kids like to talk about that, say, well, what would it take to make that happen? And talking about that with them. But in their own lives, we can begin to say, okay, well, what do you want to do today? Just very simple things on a day-to-day basis. What do you want to do today? How can we make that happen after your lessons are done? For example, if, you know, we're going to do these things that I have that you're required to do that are part of our homeschooling plan. And then you want to do this activity, this project, go to this place. Well, what do you need to do that? Do you need some supplies? Do you need me to drive you someplace? Um, how much time do you think that will take? And kind of taking them through some of the things that are part of the SMART goals that many of us are familiar with, but in a, in a much more simpler fashion so that they begin to understand the concepts of, you know, that you need to set aside time for something, that you need to have it be something that's realistic, that, you know, that they can do because, some you know, sometimes small children especially overestimate their own skill and it's very frustrating for them. <laughs> you know, they, they have big dreams of things they want to do, but they're not actually capable of doing them and they may need help from mom and dad to make it happen. And acknowledging that, well, you know, I'm going to need some help, but I want to do this thing. And, and that's part of goals too, is understanding when you need to bring in a team of people to help you do things and learn to delegate. Um, but beginning to see that that they have some power in themselves to act on their own environment in that way. That, that, hey, that doesn't have to just be in my head. I can actually do things to make that happen in my life. And it's really exciting for them once they begin to see that, well, with a little bit of organizing, a little bit of thinking it through and talking about it with mom and dad, I, I, these things can actually happen. 
And then they, they start to want to do it all the time. <laughs> and I, I've seen that with, you know, especially a couple of my kids. Um, I, you know, I, the last two here are 13 and 16. So it's, it's getting short. <laughs> but my youngest son especially has, has said, well, I want to do this. I need you to buy these supplies for me. I'm going to take a couple hours this afternoon to work on this. And then as he moves through, he sees, oh, well, this is really going to take a lot longer than that. Well, maybe I might want to get this part done today, and then I'll set aside some more time tomorrow as he moves through. So with younger children, they need a lot of hand-holding and guidance to help them move through those steps and start to internalize it. Yeah, it sounds like you're, it just doesn't sound like, what you're doing is really teaching them to think through priorities and then plans when it comes to their goals. So you're, you're teaching them to think much more critically and deeply than most of us, even as adults, tend to approach the things that we want to do. Yeah, it, it, it kind of is an exercise for ourselves a little bit, too. You know, as we, uh, in, in case maybe people aren't familiar, like SMART goals are making it specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-dependent. And that's, it's hard to like always think in that way. And, and maybe we don't always think through all of those kinds of steps, but even just being to understand some of those things and how much they can impact whether or not we're able to accomplish something can be really powerful. And as we begin to teach them more, and maybe not everything that they have in their mind to do, but as we use it more, we start to internalize it more for ourselves too, which is really exciting and, and empowering too. But it's important that that they do the the actions as much as possible and us prompting them to think about it is helpful because they have to internalize it. Otherwise it it's it remains outside of themselves and they are kind of dependent on someone else to direct them. So we want them to not just go through a model, but begin to do the parts of the model themselves. So um, we may start with giving them checklists and then uh, of things to do in the day and then moving away from that towards, well, maybe they start making the checklist or parts of the checklist for themselves, even with their lessons. But yeah, it it can be a family thing and be sort of a teaching opportunity for ourselves too to help us be better in that as well. Yeah, so many of the things that that I have taught my children, the Lord has used really powerfully to teach me or to refine things in me. Just like you were mentioning, we grow as, because I think that we see things so much more clearly in our kids and we want so much for them. So we know the downfalls of, of not planning, of not setting these goals, of not setting priorities and what is attainable, what is achievable, what we can reasonably do, all of those things. We know what comes out of ignoring that. So we're so much more engaged in making sure that our children are tuned into that. A um, couple of questions for you though. One, 
you know, as you, you said that you can start getting your children and prompting your children to think this way when they're young, but I also, you know, and you kind of talked about that, how are kind of the growth steps in that? But then secondly, now that you've got children that are older, what are you seeing in the way that they think in the way that, you know, this kind of becomes part of their DNA if you're, if you're uh, instilling this in them over and over. How have you seen your older ones? You alluded to your 13-year-old who has already started thinking through what he needs and, you know, what, uh, I, I think that for all of us that have middle school boys or have had middle school boys, we're like, the fact that he thinks at all is pretty impressive. But how, do, how have you seen that as your children have matured? How has that played out? Well, with my oldest son, he's 19. He develops his own projects. So he is, but he is working through Praxis, which if you're not familiar with that is a business apprenticeship program. It, they work with fast growth startups and they teach you business skills to place into those businesses. Uh, so it's an, it's a college alternative, but they get to go right from, high school into the business world, working in marketing, customer service, operations, things like that. So he is very excited. And part of that program, and even prior to that, which set him up for success in the program and which set him up to be accepted into the program in the first place, is that he plans his own projects. And part of his high school was planning independent study projects. So these are things like learning how to do Facebook ads, creating ads, and then teaching other people how to do ads. So it's Uh it's projects like that and breaking it down. What are the steps that I need to do? Is is what how much time is this going to take? Do I need to adjust my timeline? And I, I I am just I'm awed and floored by how he has really internalized those those goal setting, those those project development type of skills because it's I can see how it's setting him up for success, not only in this program, but in his portfolio and in his applying for these uh, business positions that he uh, he knows how to do project how to do the project planning uh, and manage projects even in a business setting and that will that's that is setting him up for success in that environment so so that's how it can look down the road as as they mature and have internalized these skills that's how he's applying it he's applying it to the ad and He's used it uh, to develop musical skills, p- pursuing uh, the development wow. of um, learn of his guitar skills, guitar playing skills, and um, using that to learn a, not just additional guitar playing, but also new types of playing and being able to record those songs that he writes himself and just the the whole. This is what I want to do. These are the steps that I need to take to do it. How long it's going to take me to do it. And all of that. I've seen it play out multiple times with him. And uh, so he's he's set up for success. And uh, my oldest daughter, she's pursuing a degree in nuclear medicine technology. And she decided, well, 
I want to do a shorter program. It's a two-year program. This, you know, this is what I need to do. This, these are the prereqs I have to get and is moving towards that. Now, you know, a college type environment, there's, they do have a program set up for you, but it's still up to you to make sure that you're getting the courses you need when you need them. And she's going to have to transfer to a different school because our junior college does not have that degree program. So having all the, everything lined up and she's also had to manage doing that and working at the same time. So that whole understanding the goal and the steps and managing the time between working and school is is a challenge. And her prior learning about the prioritizing, about the the goal setting and the planning is really coming into play for her too in a little bit of a different way but the skills are still needed and they're needed for any student that goes to college. There's, there's nobody that is telling you how to plan your classes necessarily. They're not telling you how to manage your time. The students have to figure out all that stuff as we know on their own and having a foundation of how to do that really sets them up for success in that environment because they they know how to, as you said, prioritize and how to do all of the, the time management and the organization and, uh, and how to set themselves up so that they meet all of the requirements and get all of their classes so they can graduate in four, five years and keep their scholarship money and all of that. Uh, so it, no matter what path they follow after graduation, they still need this to succeed. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we are almost out of time here, Julie, but if you could kind of, I don't know, we all like kind of a step-by-step process. If you were to break this down for a mom who really recognizes that she's been a little bit lax in in goals and the way that she's approached things, things have been um, just way too loose, how would you encourage this mom to start focusing on this and then kind of two or three encouragements to kind of get her down the road until this becomes more part of, of her family's DNA as well? Well, first, you're never too late to start. I mean, even if your kids are all teenagers and it seems all sort of disorganized and willy-nilly, I think the first thing is to help you and your children to have a basic plan for the day, even. If you already are using your curriculum or you have a lesson planner kind of thing, maybe you already have that in place. Um, If you don't, uh, it doesn't have to be super detailed by the hour or anything like that. Just this, you, you can use a black scheduling type of idea of, okay, in the morning, we're going to focus on things we do at the table and, you know, just starting there. And then at lunch, we're going to have, you know, our read aloud time or something like that. So starting with that so that they understand that there is an order to the day and they begin to see if we want to accomplish finishing these books, if we want to grow in our understanding of reading or math concepts or any of those, any of the things that we're going to do sitting at the table, we want to grow in those things. We have to devote time to them. 
and we have to be focused on them. Just basic like that. But if you're already at that place where you have a lesson plan in place and you're doing following that, um, beginning to bring bring the kids in a little bit and say, you know, what do we want to accomplish this week? What do we want to accomplish this week? And what do you think we need to do to accomplish those things? Just those two questions, just starting there. What do you want to do and what what do you think it's going to take to get there? Mm-hmm. Um, even just on a daily basis, as I mentioned before, with very young children, older kids too. What are your plans for the day after you're done with our planned lessons? Well, I don't know. Well, you know, the kid may say, say, well, why don't you think about uh, something you want to work on or something you'd like to learn about or somebody that you might like to visit with? Because even that sometimes is challenging. Like they, they want to get together with their friends, but they don't. Nobody calls anybody or, you know, I know it can be challenging in, in these times, but but even basic things. So what do you want to do today? What do we need to do in order to get to do that? And then begin to incorporate other things slowly. So just starting at the basic level with that and even with ourselves, what do I want to accomplish today? And make a list of what you want to do uh, instead of keeping all in your head. I don't know. It's quite satisfying to cross things out. <laughs> and see glorious, them. I know. Yes, yes, I did that. <laughs> and kids can do that too, making a, a little list. This is what I want to do today and crossing it out. They can even use the, the frog and toad. There's a frog and toad story about that. It's, I think it's called the list even and using that as an example you know with young children how toad made a list of things that he wanted to do and uh and he liked he wanted to be able to cross them off so that those are that's a good place to start yeah i love i love that it kind of boils down to just posing some simple questions to your children to help them start to prioritize and plan their days help them start redeeming the time in ways you know, so many people just let time fritter away and they get to the end and they're so frustrated. And as a mom, when I've seen my child do that, it frustrates me too, because I'm like, ah, what were you doing all day? But by just kind of starting with the basics, what do you want to accomplish today? How are you going to get there? What do you need to think about? And and instilling those kind of thoughts and, and kind of uh, planting those kind of thoughts in their heads are going to help them start building those habits early or whenever you're starting, like Julie said, and really, really pay off a lot in just redeeming the time like we're told to do. So Julie, thank you so much for joining us today. We are out of time now, but I am so glad that you spent this half hour with us. Thanks for having me, Leslie. And to the rest of you, I hope that you have a great afternoon and uh, spend some time with your kiddos and really thinking through what we talked about today. What do you need to do to start redeeming the time better, planning your days better, taking advantage of the opportunities that you're given, and how will that change the trajectory of the days ahead? So have a great afternoon, and I will talk to you again real soon. Thank you for listening to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. 
We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you on site at one of our many events each year and throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Go to www.teachthemdiligently.net forward slash podcast to get more details and resources to encourage and equip your family. While you're there, you can also pick up the show notes and additional information from today's show. It's our daily prayer that God will encourage and equip your family through Teach Them Diligently, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note or share your stories with us on social media with the hashtag WeTTD. God is doing great things within his families all around the world, and we would love to celebrate that with you. We'd also love to have you join us by subscribing to our podcast and then sharing it with a friend who could use a little encouragement as they too follow God's plan for their family. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to visiting with you again real soon.